0: just throw gum and, and, he, and he caught it did yeah, he yeah. i was like what is he throwing at me nice catch yes it goodness. is the wednesday juicy podcast for sims and Lepco, episode 131 i know you guys out there are as hungry for this episode as the dude that i saw at papaya at 8:30 in the morning getting a hot dog I went, you're disgusting. That is disgusting. disgusting. A hot dog at 8:30 in the morning. I saw it. The first thing I thought was, I gotta tell Sims So
1: what
2: was his body shape? Can I hear that? He's shaped like a
0: like a like, a like a
2: vending machine. He had nice legs and ass, though. I'll tell you that. And then hey.
1: I, I bet you he goes at home and is like, I, I'm just big bone, honey. I I don't know. I don't know is. why I'm so big.
0: He's as shocked as Rutgers was when they lost to Eastern Michigan this week. We have to start the episode there. Yeah, we got to start the
2: episode there. Holy, first
0: first Big Ten win for Eastern Michigan in the history of the program.
2: Damn, so Rutgers sucks, huh? I watched that alone. Actually, not alone. I made my. No, Erica sat there and watched it with me. Lights off in the living room. Just dead silence. Can we get just sheen, can speak. we get Chiano back there? You think? Oh, I would love nothing more. We really, need, I would love nothing more than to see Greg Shiano on the Rutgers sideline. If we could just keep some jersey kids in Jersey Do you have
0: any Rutgers or Maryland 31s
2: Well, George Johnson, who was on the two thousand and six Rutgers football team, defensive end. Yeah, uh, I was, a, yeah. George. Yeah, he was thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yep. I don't even he remember did. that. I know. I love George. George came up
1: to New England for a little bit, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I yeah. was there with him. Yep. Yeah, George is a good dude.
0: Thirty-one that come to mind, Sims. I mean,
1: David Johnson came right to mind. Did you
0: know that David Johnson is the only 31 offensive player in the NFL? Are you serious? Everyone How else is, is defensive backs currently. That's what I saw online. That's hilarious. Uh, David Johnson, I have a uh, out of left go field already. Oh. Hey. Oh. oh, my God. And yes. I got the hat. Nerd alert. My dad made this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> it's Double amazing. nerd alert. Bruce. Shut up. My thing Bruce. is, if I'm DraftKings- Yeah. I am having commercials right now that say, "Oh, you lost David Johnson on your fantasy team? Join DraftKings because where you don't have to lose guys on your team." I don't know. Uh, it <laughs> Let's go marketing sense. executive. I like I love marketing. It. <laughs> uh, but yeah, David Johnson, it sucks. It sucks. He's going to be out for like until apparently until about Christmas. Oh, they're 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 in trouble. You watch the film. Yes. We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, defensive backs. I'll tell you, all time, there's some great ones, but currently... Did you
1: put Frank Minifield on there? Of course I did. Thank you.
0: Uh, but currently, Are you impressed with that poll right there? I mean, come on. Frank Minifield Thank should you. be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Byron Jones, Justin Simmons, mm-hmm. DJ Hayden, Devon House, Quincy Wilson, Jonathan Jones on the Patriots, Jalen Mills on the Eagles, Cam Chancellor, uh, and Fabian Moreau were some of the ones currently. All time. Yep. there's some. I love the all-time ones for 31s. Uh Willie Green at running back. Remember him, the Cleveland Browns running back? From Jersey, yeah. like three years. Uh, Priest Holmes, Jamal Lewis, Wilbert Montgomery had the big run against the Cowboys for the Eagles back in 1980. Jim Taylor was a fullback for the Packers in the 60s. Rashawn Salam, another one. But defensive backs all time. Yeah. This is amazing. Let me hear him. Adam Archuleta, Philip Buchanan. White Boy Supreme. White Boy Supreme. Philip Buchanan, Jairus Bird. Cortland Finnegan, Aaron Glenn, Al Harris, Wow, Brock Marion, Brandon Merriweather, Frank Minifield, Bernard Pollard, Aaron Ross, Jason Seahorn, Man. White Voice Supreme Dante Whitner, Roy Williams. Man Kevin Ross was a Chiefs DB in the eighties and nineties. Donnie Shell and George Teague, and the other one is Antonio Cromartie.
1: Jeez, I, uh, I I was I mean a lot of those thirty ones I have connections I, with Finnegan Buchanan. Yes, uh, I, it you, was
0: all that late nineties, early two thousands. Yes, you're right. Uh, but Antonio Cromartie, just a little nugget here. Uh, his wife Terica just had a daughter named Jet. It is Cromarty's 14th child in total. Yes, The couple's sixth. It is the third since his vasectomy in 2013.
1: I, I don't I don't know if I really buy it. I don't
0: I don't know what to say. Cuz you've had a vasectomy. I've
1: had a vasectomy. I am snipped and uh yeah, it, it's an easy procedure. The procedure is nothing. It's just what they don't tell you is the recovery time. Okay, when if like I tried to jump rope like two weeks later, and I was like, "Damn, somebody's kicking well, me in the ball." Well, they always say
0: still. you could like go back to work the next day. Yeah, you
1: could go back to work, but it don't, it don't mean you can jog or do anything else. Well, you're a
0: nut job, but you don't <laughs> believe the fact that he actually got a vasectomy, or,
1: or yeah, or his doctor snipped the wrong thing. I mean, I mean, first of all, it's he like, doesn't
0: seem upset about it. He's a new TV show starting on USA, and 14 kids is a little ridiculous. You I'm watch? Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Eric and Jesse's he's trying, he's new TV to show.
1: It. No, 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 I don't care about
2: this. I was just going to ask if you watch Decker's new TV show. I, I didn't like be into that.
1: I no, I'm not into that. Oh, but we're all, I really we're all like over it in my apartment. I like Eric Decker a lot. Yeah. His wife's really cool. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's the perfect place for them to be back at. Matt
0: Stafford had twins, and he was asked about Philip Rivers, and he said, I God forbid I have eight kids. Oh. And I thought you'd appreciate this. Kirk Cousins, his wife is due any any like week now. Right. And he said, I refuse to miss any time, no matter when the baby comes. Right. So the Chris Sims parenting, he's not there for the birth of his kid.
1: No. Gotta do gotta go to work. Kid won't remember. He's not gonna be like, hey how dare. And when I hear twins this day and age, I'm always skeptical. I'm sorry. I mean, twins come out because of all the in vitro
2: and stuff. (laughs) I mean- yeah, we
1: we got a got a chemical lab babies.
2: Thirty one has some
0: other. <laughs> what
1: did you vo- want to say? What did you want to say?
2: No, I was just gonna bring up. Wasn't there a guy in the Mets a couple years ago? Remember, uh, was it Murphy that had a kid and he got absolutely crushed? Oh, because he for took missing a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't it's get always that. a thing, right?
0: Uh, Major League Baseball. Had some thirty ones. Greg Maddox, Dave Winfield, Mike Piazza, Man, John yeah. Lester. NBA had some really fun ones too. Shane Battier, Sam Bowie, Ricky Davis, famous for the triple double. Adonnel Foyle, Sean Marion, Cedric Maxwell. Well, Reggie Miller. Wow. Kurt Rambis, Scott Pollard, Malik Rose, Jason Terry, and Charlie Villanueva. Oh, 31's a great number. Sam Bowie. 32 is going to be amazing. really fucking it's good. It's too deep. Uh, so apparently this just came out. What? You hear about Odell Beckham? Yeah. Apparently TMZ's reporting that three days before the Cowboys game, he was seen at One Oak in a dance battle with Russell Westbrook. Great. I, I love knew. it. My first reaction was, Dancing is not the same thing as exploding and jumping and Playing running. Playing football, people try to do the
1: same thing with the video of them dancing in the locker room, like, right? And they yeah. also
0: did this with Joel Embiid and his injury.
1: Yeah, uh, dancing. Oh, okay. Yeah, me doing
0: this where you barely have to move your freaking
1: legs. I mean, I don't understand how. Okay, now we want you to run four two nine and cut off it and don't miss a don't miss any speed at all. Yeah, there's a little difference there. It's, it's so stupid. Again, it just shows you there's this haters of the world out there with Odell Beckham Jr., oh,
0: Odell, don't play, let the Giants go Oh and 2 Man, I'll tell you what, uh, speaking of things that are ridiculous, I just want to do a short story before we get into football, because yes. I, I think you guys appreciate these stories. I love your stories. I'm walking to dinner with my girlfriend last night, and there's a pet store on my block, right. and I look in the window, and it's the cutest puppies you're ever going to see. So we stop there like every freaking time, right. and I just watch them bite each other's tails. Right. So I'm sitting there, and I look at my girlfriend, and I go, they're amazing, aren't they? This woman like pops out of nowhere, like that Dave Chappelle character. It's like, it's like, you know, they're from a a mill, right? And I was like, yeah. And then she starts telling me that it's awful what they do to these dogs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, I've had a shot of tequila and I look at her and I go, yeah, but like, aren't they so freaking cute? And she's like, yeah, but like they kill them and they murder them and blah, 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 blah. And I go, let me ask you a question. If I bought one of these dogs for you right now and I gave it to you, what would you do? And she goes, honestly, I'd give it back. I go, so I'd give you a living creature and you wouldn't care for it. And she goes actually, I'd probably take care of it. I said, exactly. I said, and honest lady, I don't mean to offend you. I'm not buying one of these motherfucking dogs. I'm just here to look at them because they're adorable, and I appreciate your speech. Do you just stand out here all day, and this is your just thing?
2: preach the dog There madness. was
0: another guy there, right. and out of nowhere, this dude chimes in and goes, seriously, lady, you're here every day for three years. I know your agenda. And I went, all right, I'll let you guys hammer it out. <laughs> I walked away, but I was like, I get it. Like, I get the puppy mills, but I can't just look at them like I can't just look at these dogs; they're amazing. Yeah, and I realized it's a lot like fantasy football. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Where if if I said because Josh understands fantasy football, you don't. And Josh was like, "Oh, who's on your team?" And I was like, "I got David Johnson. I got Zeke." You're like, "How did you draft him?" And I was like, "Oh, keeper league." You'd be like, "Oh, that doesn't count. Right. That's not the same." Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. If I bought a keeper league. If I bought a dog from the pet store, right. And someone was like, "Oh, where'd you get your dog?" And I said the pet store. They'd be like, "Oh no, you gotta get it from like a shelter." I would just tell people. I got it from the shelter.
2: How much time did you spend thinking about that comparison like last night? Like two minutes. Two minutes? Okay. Yeah, that's
1: fine to get it from the shelter. I mean, they need to be saved too. It's really probably the better thing. I paid an exorbitant amount of money for my German Shepherd. I don't know if that's the exorbrant. word. Exorbitant. We'll try again. Is that? Exorbitant. What? Exorbitant. That okay, yeah. good. good, good. Yeah, you
0: paid a lot for that German Shepherd. Yeah. But it had like the greatest training like known to man.
1: He was smart as hell. He was bred on brains and demeanor. But uh, I do look <laughs> at it the same thing and go, damn, um, there's a lot of dogs in shelters that need homes. Of I don't course. know if I would do that again.
0: I just Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I just want to love a dog. I don't
1: I, I get don't think that. About so are you thinking about getting a dog? No. I yeah.
0: my excuse right now is my Dogs
1: apartment doesn't allow Dogs first, babies second. <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of really good breeding, Flustered. Hall of Hall of Famers, uh, the initial list was announced. Uh, on the list Erlacher, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, yeah. your guy Ronde Barber. Yeah. Uh, and then they put the wrong Steve Smith on there. They, they put the giant Steve Smith? You they, didn't hear about this? So all of the fantasy Ugh. players in the last like five years that accidentally drafted the wrong Steve Smith. Right. Don't worry, the Pro Football Hall of Fame made the same mistake and put the giant Steve Smith up there, and people were like, wait, he's not even eligible. Hey. He just got done last year. Hall of Fame, man. Hall
1: of Fame, NFL.com. Oh, yes. They get black people wrong all the time. They, you're right. They all put up the pictures time. all the time. Uh who was the old GM? Ray Farmer? Yes. There was another guy this past year. Uh man, I'm blanking on the put the wrong picture. But they put out there. Ray Farmer's picture yeah. out there. I we talked to... about it on the podcast. I did. Yes. We, did. we did. You're right.
0: Yeah, but Erlacher, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss. That's an amazing class.
1: It is. Erlacher's not going to make it first one. Neither is you... Barber.
0: You don't think Earlacher makes well, it right away? What's the rest of the list? Is that the whole list? No, there's a whole list. I just to me it's so early on. We're gonna end up talking about it later on. I, for me it was more the Steve Smith. And this is gonna be Ray Lewis and Randy Moss's class. No doubt. They're the slam dunks. Ray Lewis's speech is gonna be absurd. Right. Randy Moss's, I think, will have an all-time great right.
1: speech. And if T O doesn't get in, then there's something wrong too.
0: I would love Randy Moss and T.O. to go in together. Yeah. Because that generation, they are the two that define that from the wide receiver position. Uh, one thing that we established last week... Rondé's a Hall of Famer, not first ballot. Okay. And then also, I, I mean, Brian Dawkins is going to be coming back, and there's a, there's Ooh, a bunch of other yeah, guys trying is. to come back. Damn. One thing that we established last week is we needed a Sims and Lefko constitution, and we put three First Amendments out there. Well... We had a lot of people submit amendments yeah. and I ask all of you guys tweet at us at Sims and Lefco you could DM me on Instagram which people did amendments that you would like in the constitution for the what we stand for at Sims and Lefkoe. I had a guy DM me on Instagram his name is Lido Quirky and he said I would like to take a stab he goes I would like to take a stab at formally writing the the constitution for the Sims and Lefkoe podcast. Okay. Lido, because you put so much work into it, we want to read this correctly. Here is the Constitution for Sims and Lefko, according to Lido Quirky. We, the Sims and Lefko crew, in order to form a more perfect podcast, use the voice of reason, be known as the Players Podcast, and call out bullshit when we see it. I like this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Not all players are equally skilled. Gym rats, workout warriors, and the obligatory random long snapper with a heartwarming story will never dominate our show. We promise the stories that actually matter in a way that's fucking relatable. (laughs) Article one, section one. Aaron Rodgers is the best damn quarterback in the NFL right now. Don't whine or argue. Because it's our show and our opinion. If you don't agree, start your own show and tell people your thoughts. I like Lita. Section 2. Kyle Shanahan is our favorite coach in the NFL right now. Our opinion on this shouldn't affect your life, so kindly take a step back and fuck your own face. And Section 3. Beans, not beef. That's just good common sense. And that is the constitution for Sims and Lefko?
1: Way to go, Lito. Hey, look at you getting all Johnny Professional over here with you the like background that? music. You that like that?
0: Whoa! All right, so that was Lido. Lido, you are the man. Thank you for uh, writing that. Here's how this is going to work. I have about four or five people here that have submitted... New amendments. Okay, here's how it's going to work. Yeah, me and Sims each have a vote. Right on whether or not it gets ratified. Right, Fendrick is the deciding a, third wheel to decide whether it goes if it, in.
2: If it's a tiebreaker, yeah, tiebreaker.
0: Okay. And Lido, Lido, we're going to read it, but you have to officially write it uh, in the amendment. Lido has a job now. That's yep. how it works. Sorry, Lido. Rod Simba is our musical director. <laughs> Lido now writes our constitution. Did you
2: look up who actually wrote the Constitution? Uh, it's one of the
0: forefathers. I don't know. <laughs> okay, <good>. John Adams. <laughs>
2: Ben John Franklin, Hancock?
0: who is it? Who I don't know, I'll no, look it no. up. Didn't you? I was watching look, Lincoln last and if, night. And if it gets ratified, <laughs> Fendrick has a song. Don't play it yet. I want to save it in case anything gets ratified. Okay. First one up, B Dubs underscore eighty eight. Brian Daniels wants to add to the Constitution: legs and ass. Is legs and ass part of the show's Constitution? Sims. Yes, I agree. What well, we got here? Here, what, what do we have to say? And now. Legs and ass is a Welcome part of the, the Constitution. Legs and ass. Yay! Okay, got it. <laughs> I like this music. So, Le- so Lido, you got to put legs and ass in the Constitution. How, we,
1: how are we going to put that? That uh, That's Lido's job. I, he'll figure
0: out how Lito to write it. Lito has to write it, but All legs right. and ass is in the Constitution. Yep, figure it out, Lido. Spitman 209, Steven Spatolsky, wants to put in the Constitution, we will always speak from the player's perspective. Again. Oh, that's a premature <laughs> <laughs> ratification. I think we all know. I agree. But hold on. Now, I do think, was that in the original thing that he wrote? I want to see if It Lita said that
2: this is the Players Podcast. He wrote it in known the opening. Be known as the Players Podcast. Right.
0: Is that?
1: It's like, it, it. it is. I guess he didn't make it an official amendment, yes. but I guess it should be an amendment because it is what we stand for.
0: Just like we just did with Odell, we will always first speak for the players. That's a yay for me.
1: I think it's a yay for me all as right. well.
2: Welcome to the Constitution. Yay. We will always
0: speak from the players' perspective. Okay. right, I'm
2: kind of done with this music.
0: <laughs> no, we have like two more. Sparky234, Kevin, size and speed. Size and speed. To me, that kind of goes with legs and ass. I know. It's, I, I mean, it they is. They should go together.
1: You want, yeah, we got to get Lito to combine that.
2: Now, one thing I will point out, you uh, you do always say big people don't get smaller, right. but fast people do get slower. Yes. So I don't know if size and speed necessarily All goes right. together. So I, I know. I think we need so to- So that's a little bit too
0: vague. Kevin, I think you're right on, bo- the, right on the point here.
2: Big Rutgers fan, by the way. One of my boys from high school. Oh, really? yeah? Uh, yeah. Die but I f- Rutgers I think guy.
0: we need to kind of figure out what aspects of that. I think so, too. We did go by the size and speed because we were saying before that people don't pay attention enough to the combine. They pretend it's stupid. Right. And we like- in speed but yes. I think we need to get a little bit more particular. So Kevin, we're going to table we're that one. to nay that for now. We're going to get back to it. Marcellus 83R, 8020 vegan. <laughs> Where do you stand on well, this? Well,
1: we're we're talking about the beans already and it's kind of saying yeah. that point.
0: And I do think that we kind of were making fun of uh Adrian Peterson for going 8020 vegan.
2: Right, because philosophically I know that we all eat meat at this table, but yes. philosophically, you guys believe in 100% veganism. Kind as of. A, not really. I don't know if I believe in 100% no.
1: veganism. Okay. Right. I, in I, yeah. I, I, I do, believe in the, let's not be excessive and go, oh, I need 12 burgers a week and seven steaks. And
0: I kind of think that's beans, not beef.
1: Yes, that's what I mean. So, I, I, right. I would agree. so it's a nay. It's a great thought, but it's a nay Marcelle, because we already A3 got R, it.
0: We love you. The last one here is Leon Batchley, our guy. And he said, his amendment that he wants to put forward is, every offense that relies on their players, not their scheme to get open, stinks and is outdated. Ooh.
1: It's a thought that I've... It's so, actually occurred to me a few times. He's this You're talking
0: week. about the Packers and the, yes, the, there's the a Giants number of the Seahawks.
1: I, there's a number of offenses that I mean, really, the majority of the offenses in the NFL do nothing to help their quarterbacks, right? Mm. And my funny thing is, this is my little take on this, real quick, because I've actually thought about this week as I was watching film. It's amazing how the bad offensive coordinators have these unreal expectations for their quarterback. And yet the really good ones like Sean Payton, Make it so Belichick, simple. Shanahan, they realize, like, oh, I can't expect my quarterback to do that all the time. Mm. That's not fair to them. Do you think there should be that. an
0: amendment in our podcast? For the longest time we have talked about yes. bad off. You're saying a yay. I think I am saying I a yay. I am gonna say I'm gonna say that I'm gonna need Lido to reword this in terms of but I am gonna well, say we, yay we, too. We, yeah,
1: We need to say yay, and we need Lido to reword it almost to go like, uh not everybody in the NFL can just be Superman and carry their squad week to week. That's not a fair... Or, like, coaches need
0: to work, too, right. to create, to make it easier on their players to not rely on their talent. Exactly. So, yay on that. I think yay, yes. All right, Lido, get to work. yikes doodle dandy Leon Batchelor, congratulations. Offenses can't rely on players. They must scheme. All right, Even,
1: I mean, that should be at all. It should be defenses as well. I You're mean, right. Okay. You, know, you put a corner and man-to-man 70 snaps a game, and he gets beat five times. We Oh,
0: he can't cover. And we oh, have... yeah,
1: okay. You try to cover somebody that's six four and runs four three.
0: Last one. This is from the iTunes comments. Andrew Golden saying this is his favorite podcast, period. Thanks, He's Andrew. an aspiring sports journalist. It's helped him grow his football knowledge and how to actually talk to an audience. He's been listening since Episode 5 to see where we went from couches to now is incredible. I think so, too. <laughs> He isn't a part of the Constitution. Don't fall for the fake QBs. Ooh, is I like that one. A recent addition on this podcast. It is that a was a, that addition. was like an
2: August 2017 thing.
1: I don't know if it's a hard enough staple for us yet to say it deserves to be in the Constitution. But if this becomes a a continuing reoccurring theme, mm. then maybe we can make this a late amendment at the end of the year or maybe even to next year. But I don't think we can put it in the Constitution. I'm going to nay it for now.
0: Okay. I do understand what he's saying I know with what he's Blake saying Bortles. Too. We've said this for a long time. Right. Don't get don't get caught up in it. Uh, I still am a little bit hesitant on the description of a fake QB. Yeah. There, we have two well, more, we don't have enough examples of it yet. So it's not ready for the Constitution. Right, that's what I mean, yes. All right. Well, Andrew, your comment on iTunes was awesome, and we appreciate you. One of our constitutions was Kyle Shanahan, uh, and we have to talk about him every week yes. because we are aligned with Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> I appreciate how honest you were on Monday taking shots at, at his decision, but you know what I appreciate about Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, He took shots at himself. Good. Said in his press conference, he admitted that the first fourth down was a mistake to go for. You rarely hear coaches ever say that. You know what else he admitted was a mistake? Yeah. Yelling at down down judge Hugo Cruz. He said he was trying to do his best just like me. I was frustrated. I wanted a timeout, and I yelled as loud as I could three times. He didn't hear me. I was mad at him for it. It's not his fault. Kyle's
1: accountable, man. He's not a bullshitter. I mean, that's that's why I like Kyle. Does Kyle
0: have a good yelling voice? no definitely See, not And this is going to be an issue for Kyle <laughs> Kyle's not a good yeller like, so why is he not a good yeller because yeah. he just doesn't have
1: a baritone voice like it's just not going to be what does it sound it's, like yeah, it? Uh, he'd be like time out time out time out I mean what the fuck that's how he kind of talks He has, it doesn't carry I right? knew it yes. I
0: knew that he was going to have an issue with that so this is Kyle and you can't just throw out the challenge flag to get he needs to figure it out yeah he does.
1: He's got to learn to. You got to learn to bring it from your lungs. It's like a quarterback. You got to learn your how to diaphragm. hard count. Diaphragm. diaphragm. Hey, that's a good one. Yes, diaphragm. That's what
0: I learned doing broadcasting. <laughs> but I think the thing that I like about Kyle is a lot of people worried about hiring him because he, they thought he'd be like egotistical. Everything I'm reading about it is he's no. he's keeping himself I mean, accountable. How many
2: coaches do you see apologizing to refs after I, games? No, Never. you don't see that. Kyle was He not also
0: a, was fined twenty five thousand dollars for doing it in Washington yelling at a ref, so maybe he's learning. Well, learned that well he, he, learned.
1: he followed the ref into the tunnel. <laughs> And cussed him out in the tunnel. So that. that was a little above and beyond. The thing
0: I like about Kyle <laughs> is his face doesn't get as red as Dad's.
1: No, it definitely his doesn't. Gene
0: skipped a generation. And
1: but but uh, yeah, that's the one. Kyle, that, see that whole perception of what, what were you saying with Kyle? The yeah, perception he's like of egotistical what egotistical? Yeah, that, he's he see, too much. That was all started by the older NFL coaches and yes. football that were mad that a young whippersnapper was coming in and bossing them around. Of course,
0: that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, if he can do self scouting, so can we. I just want to take this time really quick. A few shows ago i was talking about how martavis bryant learned from being away and zeke i just want everyone to realize that i wasn't equating like drug uh, addiction to domestic violence obviously domestic violence is a lot worse i wouldn't want to equate the two i just want to kind of make that clear also uh, someone on twitter was like hey the michael bennett situation the police are coming out right now and saying you know michael bennett is lying and we always do take the players perspective my thing is you know what I, I listened to Michael Bennett when I heard how upset he was, but at the same point, the police are not always wrong. The police are amazing. They yes. rush towards things when we run away from it. Right. The only thing I want to say there is, you know what? It's going to go to court. We're going to learn who was right. Right. I just saw pain in a player's voice, and I went, this is rough. But the police are saying one thing. The Michael Bennett's saying the other. This is why we have court. I'll wait and see, and I will keep you guys updated on the details. But it's a a tricky situation.
1: Well, one one point I would make there, too, that I I would be shocked if Michael Bennett's lying. If you've ever talked to him, which I have, and I know my father's talked to him a bunch of times, he's extremely smart and extremely has great perspective. Also, this is not a guy that's looking to attack cops. His dad served in the military. For, his, I mean, that's what he was. He was a military kid. Yeah. So I don't think he's there looking to discredit our armed forces or authorities.
0: Police said he was running and he kind of did suspicious acts. He said everybody was running, honestly. I'm, I'm done talking about it until yeah. we start getting people under oath. Right. Just because it's he said, she said, yes. and or he said, he said. And, you know, we, there's nothing we're going to gain from debating the morals of police. I just
1: know. I I just think we're a little – all right, I'm going to go down. Maybe you right, edit this on the podcast. I'm not going to say anything crazy. Yeah. I just think we're a little too quick to call the black guys liars a little too much. And I think Adam Pacman Jones – I mean, not Adam Adam Jones, the center fielder for the Orioles, right? He complained about getting racist
0: taunts, all sure. that.
1: How many people, Boston radio stations – LeBron
0: James with the graffiti right. How many I'm also going to so? say though that I don't want to be a podcast that also just blames the police for stuff no definitely not because that's not who we are no
1: 99 out of 100 policemen yeah. are great There's just just like everything in life there's one asshole every now and then you know and that the, gives everybody a bad name you know name. the
0: problem is that once it gets on social media all the other opinions get in there yes and that's why I like to read fact so we'll wait and we'll see when the facts yeah. come out Okay. and if we're also going to self scout the other thing that I want to talk about is our freaking bets oh and how bad they were. Oh, boy. I, be- uh, I beat you, though. You did. And you did
2: um, hit the uh, the second Monday night game, right? You took the Chargers.
0: I don't know. What was the line? Three and a half. Oh, then yeah. I hit it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I beat you in that?
1: No, I hit it, too. Canvasser messed up. Remember those ones said you said last three? week? Right. He messed up. So I don't know I, what I, spread you guys used. I have two extra victories that he didn't realize, and he just came to me before and straightened that out. So wow. I beat you in money and the picks this week. Eat that shit. You I'm, like that? I'm fucking coming after you. I don't care if we're the worst teams in football. I'm going to be the second worst, and you're going to be the worst. Sounds
0: like I get the first pick in the draft. <laughs> uh, but you know That's what? a good draft to have to pick. I, I said this before how crazy week one was. Jags, Bills, Rams are first place. Uh, okay. and, and look, quarterbacks, the NFL leaders in passer rating right now <laughs> after week one, Alex Smith, Sam Bradford, and Jared Goff. I'll you're not it. predicting it. So I'm not upset about my picks anymore. You know who was last in the NFL in completion percentage? Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Uh, To that, I have an iTunes comment. Jason, I didn't read his username. Jason the Testicle (laughs) gave five stars. How bad do you think Josh McDaniel's play calling was on Thursday? He kept calling vertical routes and Brady was off, but McDaniel's didn't adjust. Interesting question.
1: It is an interesting question. I think they were thrown off by the Kansas City Chiefs' game plan in general. Like we talked about a little bit earlier in the week, Kansas City did a great job of dropping people in the areas they knew New England. They dropped like eight yes. into the zone. Now, having said that, yeah, Brady didn't throw the ball great. I mean, Brady... Um, he, I mean, think about the first play of the game. I mean, that should have been like a walk-in touchdown, mm. the first play of the game when he missed Dwayne Allen on the You're left right. sideline. You're right. So, yeah, he he just he was off. I'm not going to say it was bad game planning. Uh, listen, again, uh, that Kansas City team is up there for the most studs in football on one football team. I mean, you really start to go through it, you go, holy crap. Yeah, they got a lot of yeah. ballers.
0: Out uh, of left-go field here. Let me put the hat on really quick. Yep. Out of left-go field. Patriots are replacing their field turf that was installed in May. The comments are that it's especially soft. Yes. Patriots don't have another home game until week three, and the soccer team isn't there for a while. Right. Uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Patriots and their turf. What do you make out of this story? It's a well, very Adeloff Field story. It,
1: it is. It's a good story though because I, I do know that they were. About, Bill was always disappointed that they went away from the grass to go to the field turf, right? But there's events on the stadium, and the billion dollar owners need to make a little bit more money yeah. on the side, so we got to have a few more events on the field, so we can't pay for grass because that'll get beat up, and I won't be able to rip people off with the Bon Jovi concert, too. Um, so the other thing is, I'm just shocked it took this long because the Patriots are a smart football team. I Belichick agree. practices in the stadium a lot, even during OTAs and into training camp. So I'm shocked that it maybe wasn't addressed earlier, Yeah, but when you lose... And then he probably had a few players complain oh. and Mr. Kraft and everything sure. they get it done.
0: I wonder I really hope that that wasn't the reason Eric Berry got hurt. I don't oh. think it was. Did
1: you see it? I mean, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It was it was nothing. I mean he didn't like go to the ground immediately. Scary. He was like, Man, my ankle's not working right and then he went down.
0: Out of left field. Yeah why is there not one turf that has been found to be the most safe that everyone has to play on why are some turf some grass why not do statistical analysis and see which one is the best for all of it just like the helmets that we were talking about before why isn't this uniform
1: because it's all about who you can make the best deal with and there's like three companies that make the turf and it's whoever probably gives the owner the most cash under the table to put their thing in there It's, it's ridiculous and again I'll stand by my comment Ronaldo and Messi don't play on turf. Why oh, they refuse to? They, it's in their contract. They don't even have really? to. Yes. So here we got Brady and all these other people in the world, Julian Edelman cutting on. Cutting on these
0: services, yeah.
1: non-contact ACL injuries.
0: Right. Uh, one other crazy fact was: we'll go back to the Monday night games. We yeah. haven't chance to talk about them. Yep. Sam Bradford's best game of his career. Yes, eighty-four point four percent completion percentage, but more importantly, ten point eight yards attempt. Yeah. I mean, he is a five-yard attempt guy usually. Minnesota. He si- wasn't
1: though with you in your year in Philadelphia. He right. just. We got to remember to put
0: it in context yes. of last
1: year. He was there for nine days, and he got to. They were like, "Hey, you got to start week one." Right.
0: So, and then they have shit on offense. It's pretty incredible. He was there for nine days and broke the completion percentage for a year. It did. Uh, Minnesota Saints. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Saints were going to be better. You went and dove into the film. What did you see? Uh, The Saints.
1: Alright, the first thing you know what I want to talk about is the timeouts at the end of the first half. I Sean really think Payton. Sean Payton put the team in a huge hole there. The Saints didn't play as good as I thought they would. I'll be the first to admit it. They blew some coverages. Some of the guys in the secondary uh, did not play up to the level I thought they were going to be capable of.
0: Communication so, for young guys it was, was probably uh, an issue. Yes,
1: so that was an issue a little bit, certainly. And they're, and they're playing the Patriots but, this week. I know, that's scary, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I'll, I'll say, so getting back to that timeout situation, again, Sean Payton, know your team. Your your is is young, right? Your defense is young it's unproven to this point yeah. and you're down 10-6 to six at the half in a tough environment. You call a timeout after first down at the end of the first half. Okay, that's I'm fine with that. I was but too. Th- but then on second down they got like an 8-yard gain or 9-yard gain and it became third and one and he called timeout again. Yeah. Now... Adam Thielen runs wild. Thielen runs wild, two digs, throws. All of a sudden the game goes from 10-6 to six to 17-6 to six and then what happened? They got the ball Minnesota to start yeah. the second half. They go down game and get a over. field goal, and it was 20-6, to and it was too much to overcome. You can't play that game. They're like Seattle. You can't play that game against Minnesota and be down 14 and let those guys just rush off the edge.
0: Uh, to that same point, it's kind of what Kyle Shanahan did. It's funny how these offensive masterminds... A little too Ky- aggressive. Kyle was down 7 Right. Both of them could have gone into the half really tight. Right. If your defense is playing well, don't risk it. Yeah. Take what it's gotten for you. Especially
1: uh, when you're young team and not like... You're not New England yet. I understand if Bill Belichick wants to do that, just... You Those teams are not that.
0: Mikey Pickham on Twitter asked us, have we declared Adam Thielen a white boy supreme? For sure. Definite white boy supreme,
1: yes. Uh, He... Again, yes, just like Chris Hogan, who of course is from my hometown. Yeah. He didn't get big time Division 1 scholarships because college play- college scouts looked at him and go, "He's white. He can't be that fast and he probably played in a white all white high school league mm. and all those things." And listen, that goes into it. I understand. I'm a you believe I in do the competition. same thing. I'm yeah, I believe in competition and I'm the same thing. Like, listen, you know, more times than not,
0: we haven't seen a track record of those guys being successful. Exactly.
1: So guys get scared away. Uh, random that was quest- a good way to put that. Random Thank
0: question you. to get back to uh, fun yeah. stuff. Evil do red beans and rice count as re- beans, not beef? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. Why? Red beans? Red beans. Yeah. It's like a
0: Spanish. It's a lot more flavorful. I don't know if it's as healthy.
1: Okay, but it still counts. All it's, right, well, as Jester, long as it's not as meat, as meat. The meat is what's killing our world to a big degree.
0: Uh, Dalvin Cook broke AP's record for most rushing yards by a rookie in a debut yeah. 22 carries, 127. Yeah. This offense, can that sustain itself, the Vikings? Uh, I do. Or was that more of the Saints? No,
1: I I think with the improvements they've made to the offensive line – uh, if they're going to continue to have a good amount of aggressive down-the-field intermediate throws, they're going to be tough yeah. because him in the run game, Riley Reef on that right side. I mean, think of a few of those runs when he turned the corner on the right side. That Oof. was Riley Reef cutting things off. Yeah. They're a whole new offensive line. They are going to be better.
0: Who was um, a better new offensive line, Detroit or Minnesota? Because they both rebuilt it this offseason.
1: It's actually – so going back now, Detroit didn't have good statistics, right? They did open up a few holes. That's a, They played a I I mean, Arizona's defense is. Arizona's damn a better good. defense than New Orleans. They are. They're a better defense. So that was tougher. Um, but you I, like I, the way
0: Minnesota's line looks.
1: I, I like the way both look. I honestly think I said I would honestly tell you. I think I still like the way Detroit's O line looks and better. Can't wait
0: till Taylor Decker comes so we'll back. Right. Uh, my dad texted me during the game and goes, "I can't believe they're not playing Adrian Peterson." Dad, sorry to insult you, but Sims, you want to tell him about Shrek?
1: Uh, about what Shrek? Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AP is still good uh but uh the 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 days of 2000
0: yards per year and it's, he's not the same no, guy no he's
1: not the same guy the
0: shrek thing for people that haven't listened yeah. to the podcast is sims whenever People think something's still a thing. He goes, Shrek's not real. Yeah, It's a figment of your imagination that Adrian Peterson is still that guy. He's built that up in your brain. I think Sean Payton's going to not even play Adrian Peterson at all anymore unless it's goal line because I think that the formations, it's so clear what they're doing when Adrian Peterson's out there. Agreed. Sean Payton's going to get so fed up with it. Alvin Kamara's going to be on the field like 75% of the time because he's going to want to do hurry up. Well,
1: you listen to the game, first of all, too, right? You heard John Gruden. John Gruden's great friends with Sean Payton. They raved about Kamara. Yes, he did. Right. Kamara's a baller. I have an issue with that, too. Too much running back by committee in New Orleans. you got to let one guy get in a rhythm. You can't go, hey, you're in for one series. you got one or two carries. Hey, the next guy come in. It's just I like honestly anything. thought
0: Ingram looked the best out of all of them. Ingram's a good player. He is. Yes. He's been screwed for so for long. For so long.
1: And the other thing people are missing there, he's... Adrian Peterson's never been in an offense like this. This is probably complicated to him. They probably don't feel comfortable with him with all the shifts, maybe shifting out of the backfield to go to the slot receiver, yeah. the blitz pickups. He's never been in anything like this. There's a ton of rules in that offense. That is a of 10-plus
2: a year NFL veteran, one of the greatest running backs of all time, and you're saying that he is confused by the offense? Yeah, of I, I do think there's a lot of moving parts in that offense, and the offenses he's been a part of, if you really think about it and we go back, you go,
1: yeah, you're right. I mean, there's been nobody – that's been considered an offensive genius up in Minnesota for years. So I think he's – they've made life simple on him, and really at the end of the day they were just like, as long as you run for 150 up the middle – We'll deal with it. Go ahead. So
2: we t- we've talked about what would Josh McDaniels do with Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers goes and plays for Josh McDaniels, is Aaron Rodgers confused by like that type of thing? Or you think that Aaron Rodgers is just like a genius football
1: player? I think Aaron Rodgers – I mean I've never – Aaron Rodgers I always hear is like smarts are okay. through the roof, Ooh. right? And um, it would still be an adjustment period. Like mm. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like if he went to New England, he'd be like – Holy oh, shit. shit. Like yeah. this is a lot of stuff. Like I gotta digest this a little. Do I think he would hit it like hit it running in week one? No, because problem uh, is
0: AP doesn't have the athleticism anymore to yeah. like make up for it if he forgets something. Exactly right. Uh by the way, I texted Sims, man, I can't believe Bradford outdualed Breeze and he's like Breeze is done. I went and looked at it before those last drives when it was twenty six to nine, Breeze's statistics, because I'm not falling for this bullshit Breeze. Mm-hmm. Two, two Him and Eli tries. Manning, politics it, right. of football. Right Eli away. Manning, like doing the hurry up at the end. Right. Breeze was 12 for 20 for 142 and no touchdowns. Good job. And Lep then he down. went 15 of 17 for 149 and a touchdown when yeah. the game was already, already over.
1: See that? So that's where it goes to me. But
0: people look at it and they go, oh, yeah, had 297 for one touchdown. Breeze is still pretty good. See, so there, Breeze is good. I'm not falling for this show. But Breeze is
1: good. I'm not trying to say he's not bad. No, he's good. He's good. But people, to think people like. There's no
0: way. Just he missed then- Tommy Lee Lewis in the corner of the end zone. He missed Michael Thomas in the back of the end zone. Yes. He's not freaking perfect. He
1: does nothing off schedule anymore, But right? he's, still really,
0: he's still better than half the quarterbacks. I the agreed. Time.
1: But to say he's in the class of some of those, like yes. cars, Stafford, all that, that's, that's insane.
0: The other thing that we're starting here on the podcast is we want to be the official podcast for touchdown celebrations. Mm. We believe in having fun, so we are going to have the celebration of the year. And currently, the celebration of the year, in my opinion, came from that game, which was Stefan Diggs doing the Millie Rock after the touchdown. Sims, the Millie Rock is this dance.
1: I saw him do that. Okay. I didn't really know what the hell that was. But my yeah.
0: girlfriend All the makes, kids are doing it. My girlfriend makes fun of me when I try and do that dance, yeah. and, and she sent that to me because it was on some other website, and she goes, this is the sturdiest Millie Rock I've ever seen. <laughs> With that, Stefan Diggs is number one in our celebration rankings. If you see a celebration yeah. in your game, Tweet at us, and we will see if it makes we'll our check mark. It out, right. But currently, Stefan Diggs is number one in the celebration. Diggs also then, punted, punted into the ball boy. Right. You saw that, that was great. Punted too. the awesome. ball,
1: and yeah, he's going to get fined for that.
0: I think Stefan Diggs is a hell of a player.
1: He is. He's a, I,
0: we were a little off on him in the beginning, but I think he's a baller.
1: Well, I think, I think you and I don't. Th- I don't think he's like a legit number one, right? I think he's a guy that I. I mean, if I was Super playing quarterback, I want him on my team. Right, I want him on my team as a number two. Exactly. Terps.
0: Right. Second game of the night was Broncos-Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Two things. I don't want to see Rex Ryan doing color commentary ever again. (laughs) And I would like to watch Phillip Rivers every freaking game because he's the most fun quarterback ever. The fact that in the first drive... The whistle happened, and he was under duress, so he threw it away with his off hand, yeah. and then as the defensive back was going to hit him, he elbowed the defensive back in the chest. Phillip Rivers, he's not the best quarterback by any stretch right. of the nation, but he's easily the most fun to watch.
1: He's a lot of fun. He's all emotion. He's There's no nonsense. He's Tough and fiery as hell. Uh, your man Wentz did that once in the game too, where he threw his left hand to get it out as he's getting sacked.
0: And I was like, and he, he, I think he got intentional grounding on that too. Oh, I think you're. And I was like, Wentz, you, you can't do that shit. Yeah, man. no way. I think that one he, he he got away with it. He got there away with the left on
1: the other one. He did it get was, the intentional you can't grounding. Do that. Uh, Rivers did something with his uniform too. He was wearing like tighter jersey yeah. with smaller rib pads, and he looked he looked even better in the uni. Uh,
0: what what was your big takeaways from that game?
1: That 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 game is totally misleading, and Denver dominated the football game
0: they're deep von miller yes Oh my! God. i mean
1: all of them and they just think they don't even have shane Ray back yet right and the offense under mike mccoy looked good yes offensive line looked really good cj anderson had plenty of lanes yes uh our Haven't man simeon's a, a good quarterback it's yeah. amazing just like sam bradford when you have an offensive line uh and a few weapons you can actually do something i
0: was listening to your guy lombardi he right. said simeon won't win you a game though
1: uh i don't know if i agree with that i mean uh, i do need to
0: have you guys in an argument panel
1: yeah, uh, we we see things a little different here and there. Um, the 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 I I don't I don't agree with that totally. I, I don't think you can make that judgment yet because you've never seen him in an offense that again like the we talked about in the amendment that had a scheme to ever help him out. Um, all of McCoy sudden, was good. Yeah, all of a
0: sudden, Demarius Thomas is able to catch the ball. Right, uh,
1: and think about Simeon. Simeon ran for a touchdown. Yep. He got them on the hard count and the free play through another touchdown. Someone
0: asked if Trevor Simeon juking out uh, Joey Bosa makes him a white boy supreme. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Not yet, no. Uh, but it was still good. Uh, what did you think of the Chargers? The Chargers... I mean, I, Bosa and Ingram looked fantastic.
1: They're, they're everywhere. Um, so is our man Jatavis How, Brown in the Are middle. they a
0: viable contender?
1: Yeah, so, I'm not counting them out yet. I'm okay. definitely not. I mean, they're they're O line. I was hoping they would be able to run the ball a little bit better on Denver. But Denver, of course, they had a full off season of here and everybody ran the ball on them. Um Denver, the other thing, you know, listen, that game was twenty four seven, they throw the screen pass, it bounces off four I thought feet, that was pass interference. Intercepted. So so you know what we I
0: thought did, King tackled the receiver on
1: that. But he's behind the line of scrimmage, oh, so you're there's allowed to different do that. rules. Oh. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's what it goes into. It. And then so that happens. The next series, Jamal Charles tries a reverse field, gets hit, fumbles. Yes. All of a sudden now it's scored two 21. touchdowns
0: in seventy seconds. Right. Uh two little left go nuggets here. Uh Broncos Benny Fowler, two touchdowns. You know what could have helped? Went vegan this offseason. Dropped fourteen pounds, added speed, two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. The other one, we've talked before about how broke the Broncos are. Mm-hmm. Did you know that it's still called Sports Authority Field? But oh. they're not paying anymore, and the Broncos have brought it back. Sports Authority went bankrupt, and they owed $20 million over the last five years. Right. I wonder if there's a big organization, <coughs> Bleacher Report, <coughs> that should buy the naming rights of the stadium.
1: Wow. I I,
0: did, I remember hearing that about the Sports Authority thing. So what are they going to do? Are they going to get— it's, just, it's up there because apparently they don't want to pay to take it off and then pay to take it out. That's how cheap they are. But they don't have another, whatever. I would like it to be like a, a weed dispensary. I think it should be there. I think that would be very fitting. Get high stadium. Mile high stadium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It fits. Uh, are you The other thing that we're going to be doing now, we having, we're having we going to be the official celebration podcast. We are also going to be the only ones that are doing MVP standings all year long so we don't just look at statistics at the end of the year. Right. Sims, I have given you the challenge. Yeah. You have to give me the three two and one for your MVP standings. You do not have to do quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs like everybody else. If you have a defensive guy, get in there. Who is coming in at number three for the early on Sims MVP rankings? Number three is I'm
1: going to get away from the quarterback thing. Okay. For, uh, because uh, I have have four guys. I have four guys. It's really hard. No, I'm going going to give you three. I'll tell you the fourth after. Okay. But uh, number three, Tyree kill.
0: Tyree Hill is number three yeah, in your MVP I'm gonna go rankings. Kill. Yes,
1: he's everything to that offense. They wouldn't have been able to do what they do to New England without Tyreek Hill. New England was aware of him everywhere he went. When they faked a speed sweep to him, seven people went that way. Nice. I mean, and then of course his ability to stretch the field vertically also opens a lot. And then, oh yeah, um, he had an awesome game and he's the most, he's the most explosive player in football. Number two. Number two. I'm going with Calais Campbell.
0: Calais Campbell, three and a half sacks. since the franchise record. Four, four sacks. Was it? Yeah, They gave him the fourth? I
1: think they gave him four. And, How amazing was he on the uh, I mean, first of all, that was a sh- shit show. I mean, I've never seen an offensive line get bowled over like that, ever. Every play? I mean, it was almost every play. It really was. But Calais Campbell, I mean, big John Coffey coming through the line. I mean, people don't understand how big... I've He's thought, 6'8", 320. I know I've told the story about when I saw Julius Peppers on the field for the first time when I was at Texas, Yeah. but the first time, we were playing the Arizona Cardinals in preseason 2010, and we were scrimmaging them that week, right? Yes. So I ran out, out of the Tennessee Titans facility, Feeling good, and I'm looking, and like the first drill we're going to do is like. Like goal line or something against Arizona. And I saw Calais Campbell. I was like, holy fucking shit. That's <laughs> Calais Campbell? Like, no wonder.
0: I, I mean, was... he doesn't fit through doorways. That's amazing. There's a really cool thing the Players Tribune did with him on the day that he decided free agency where he was going to go. I heard about that. And to see him hemming and hauling over like $6 million difference between Jacksonville and his hometown Denver, Denver right. to really see the struggle and him talking to Tom Condon, his agent, and going back and forth and being like, all right, I'm going Jacksonville. I can't leave that money on the table. It's too much money. I have to do it. Yeah. And, and he said, he goes, we can win the division in Jacksonville. Right. That division's up every single year. It yeah. was really cool, so props to them. Your number one MVP after week one is... Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is, is the, the greatest, greatest quarterback, quarterback I've
1: ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, again, that's Seattle's defense. That front four for Seattle was ridiculous. Was it? Yes, ridiculous. The whole game. The whole game. Even
0: the second half when he had success. Yes, okay. because
1: it's still him just just avoiding uh one disaster after another with people around him people not covered making unbelievable throws hard count making them jump off sides taking advantage of their aggression oh you want to substitute uh blue 42 said hud i'm going deep uh yes it was the aaron Rodgers show once again
0: wow Me all right and I
2: Lefko have- talked earlier today about if we were going to do quarterback rankings or mvp really rankings funny. and we were like ah let's not do quarterback because all sims does is go rogers brady everybody else sucks <laughs> and now we're going to do mvp and, <laughs> and it's just going to be so, rogers so, every week so no, i but that's fair though the the guy I left
1: yeah. out is Stafford.
0: Okay, okay, because see, I see tr- this is good.
1: Stafford,
2: is good. Stafford
1: was amazing. Amazing. Stafford and Rodgers and Carr are the only three quarterbacks I'll say that could have done what he did with that against that defense. With not a lot of running game. All of his touchdowns were like
0: under duress, week out, and then throw it. It wasn't just a clean pocket. No
1: doubt about it. Uh, That's where his game has gone to another level. He's becoming Roger ish with his movement in the pocket.
0: Speaking of Rogers, really good iTunes comment here from Chandler slash Joey. You guys are literally my favorite NFL podcast out there. I'm 15. You've inspired me both on the Bleach Report app, Sins Articles, and Lefko with your really good takes. I have uh, two questions. We'll do the one question. All
1: right. First thing before you admit it, Green Bay has promised me we're going to get Aaron Rodgers to the podcast. I showed really? you. I'm sh- ready
0: to talk about it.
1: I did. I showed you guys the text message. If they come raw, if they don't give them to us, we're going to all blame Green Bay because I've been promised. Wow.
0: Yes. That would be amazing.
2: Okay. I, don't I know have, what we're going to do. I have a number of prop bets I would like to do for that interview. Yeah. As yeah. far as Sims talking to <laughs> Yeah. As far as Sims talking to Robbie. The
0: Question from Chandler Joey Is Tom Brady in that Joe Montana phase where he had more rings than Marino? And in Brady's case, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I
1: do think that's the f- So you
0: like that comparison. I think
1: it's a, I think it's very very fair. I mean, again, Brady's amazing. Uh did you see the thing today about Brady talking about how last year he threw the ball better than he ever had in his whole career? He, he, you were he,
0: talking about that, how he changed his motion He last changed year. his
1: motion, right. And, and, and for anybody that wants to think I bag on Brady, I'm telling you, Brady went through a period there where, yeah, the numbers were good, but like 2011, 12, 13, it wasn't very good quality football, and it's been really impressive since then. But Brady's still awesome. Yes. Uh, he had a little off night. It was a hard game. And, you know, I like I always, I've been saying, like those older quarterbacks, I think early in the season they're a little scared to get hit.
0: Uh let me go then to an amazing Matt Stafford stat since you waxed poetic and I did not even think you were gonna do that. Stafford with that win passes Matt Ryan for fifth all time and fourth quarter comeback since the year nineteen sixty. This comments of Ixlidium on Reddit. I love Reddit. Reddit's amazing. Mm-hmm. The top six that are currently active. Brady has 39 comebacks, Eli 30, Big Ben 29, Breeze 28, Stafford 26. Woo! Think about this, though. In the last two seasons, there are five teams that have trailed in the fourth quarter 14 times or more. Right. Jaguars, Niners, Bears, Browns, Lions. Wow. All the other teams other than the Lions. They suck. When trailing in the fourth quarter, right. their record is 2-56. and 56. Wow. When the Lions have trailed in the fourth quarter the last two years, sixteen times, the record is nine and seven. That just says it. Nine times out of sixteen, when the Lions are losing in the fourth quarter, Stafford wins the game.
1: Okay, and then to even add to that, right there, right, like he's never had the offense or players around him. And I know he had Calvin Johnson, so pump the brakes, everybody. He's never had the offense a breeze or uh, a Matt Ryan had. I mean, Matt Ryan's been around, had talent around him. People forget. Like, they were a playoff team. Michael Vick got the dog thing. Vitrino left town. And then they got Julio Jones the next year because they were actually still a good team, but things just fell apart for a year. So he got to go in there with Michael Turner and the best Michael rushing Turner. offensive football. That's exactly you know what I, I to bring mean. Tony so,
0: Gonzalez. Julio that's what I mean. Jones. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to some quotes of the week. These are going to be rapid fire here. A uh, friend of the podcast, Justin Pugh. Hey. Hey, what up, Pugh? Had someone stealing his packages from his front porch. Yeah. So he used social media. To actually catch the guy, apparently he was going all around Jersey City. The best quote: the Jersey City Mayor Stephen Phillips, said, "I've had Justin join me at youth football camps in Jersey City, and now he's catching bad guys. Pretty soon, he's running for elected office." <laughs> Justin Pugh, Mayor of Jersey oh, City. Oh man, I
1: just wish Justin could catch these guys. Uh, I mean, that's your, if you catch a guy stealing mail off your—I mean, you, you, you have a green light them. to beat the shit out of him, right? I would like to see Next that. Next
0: great quote: <laughs> Rob Gronkowski tweeted, "I've been following up on Hurricane." Irma a lot the past few days, did some research on hurricanes, and I've been learning a lot about Mother Nature. Thanks,
2: Gronk. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Wait I thought he- we were going
2: to reach a conclusion
0: Deep there. Deep thoughts no. by Rob Gronkowski. Deep 30s, I've been learning a lot about Mother Nature. And the last one is my favorite, Derek Carr on Marshawn Lynch. Apparently, Carr said, I don't know if there's been two more opposite people in the world, but for some reason, we just clicked. And since the beginning of training camp, they've been bonding over trash talk. hmm car. He calls me out. I'll say I won in practice, and he'll be like, we are not going to win with that stupid-ass throw. <laughs> I'll look at him and go, Marshawn, not now. He's hilarious. He was on me from the beginning. Lynch says he's still killing him, and, he, and when asked why, his quote was, mostly just for being white. <laughs> I love it! Yes! Yes! But I. that's a, a thing beyond Marshawn Lynch's ability to play the position right. and his athleticism and all that. Having him on your team. Uh-huh. Huh? For accountability, but having fun, doing and breaking, it the
1: right way. Accountability.
0: No one's going to get butt hurt. That's but, awesome. But, but but I bet you Marshawn walks up to Amari Cooper and goes, "Stop dropping the motherfucking ball."
1: I hope he does because <laughs> he got Amari Cooper's got to chill out a little, just as a human being. So serious he is, and and. and uh, Derek Carr, I, I think that's the one thing. If, you know, We were around him a little that one year we went to training camp. Yeah. He's got unbelievable people skills. He's amazing in the locker room. And white people being made fun of in the NFL locker room yeah. is a regular. Turn your damn beefs I'm sorry, off. I'm sorry. Fuck uh, you! White people being made fun in front of the <laughs> locker room is very, very usual thing.
0: Speaking of Marshawn Lynch, his like he had Marcus Peters living with him. Ran him out of Lefkoff here Field stat here. Marcus Peters was in coverage forty times against New England and didn't allow a completion. Yes. When you hear a crazy stat about Kansas City, yeah. what do you think their record is in their last twenty six regular season games? The, their last twenty and six. Twenty two and four. Wow. That's pretty good. Ever since they started off one in five. Damn. Remember that two years ago? Yeah, I
1: forgot about that.
0: Uh, We're going to have an interesting conversation right here before we get to Sims Films' breakdown. I noticed a little trend about some stories this week. There was a story about Kirk Cousins and about how he said about his contract. I prayed about it. And I do believe that the Lord, at least in my life, likes to use one-year contracts, not long-term contracts. Carson Wentz was asked how he calms down before games and handles pressure. He said, I like to listen to worship music before the game to kind of calm my nerves. We're going to talk about religion and quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a very touchy subject, so let's be smart here. Rogers was raised by two devout Christians. But in an interview with Mina Kimes of ESPN, he's talked about religion and said, The Bible opens with a poem, he says. It's a beautiful piece of work, but it was never meant to be interpretive, as I think the churches did. Mina asked him whether he still sees himself as a Christian, and Roger says he no longer identifies with any affiliation. Now, he he still hangs out. One of his really good friends is like a priest. Right. I'm curious, and I asked you, what do you think about quarterbacks and religion? And you had an interesting take.
1: I I, I gave an interesting take because I feel like the quarterbacks that are extremely religious, it's almost like they... It's a scapegoat for, at times, their performance, right? Uh, I'm hoping I'm clarifying this the right way as You're I did in our so text. Far. But the but the big thing is, is they can kind of take the pressure off themselves, right, to say, like, well, if God wants me to complete this fourth and three in the fourth quarter with 10 seconds left for a touchdown, then it's meant, to, then be. It's meant be. to be and God will take care of it, where I just feel like, the Brady's and the Rodgers, who are not very religious, they just go. I better fucking get this done, or we ain't gonna win the fucking game. I mean, that's they put the the self and the pressure on them. Right. My, my right retort away.
0: to you would be: it Derek Carr is very religious. I know.
1: So he is the he is one. I, and I knew you were gonna go there. So I don't know what to say there. It was just an observation. I just think it's an know. interesting discussion. It is an interesting. I discussion. do think that
0: Aaron Rodgers. Likes the like he believes in God and all that stuff because I think he believes in all that stuff. He's just not religious. I just I thought I
1: heard him say he was atheist once at one point. Apparently
0: he's not. I checked in with some writers downstairs, but I just think the discussion of how do you perform when it's all on the line on whether or not you believe that it's determined by fate, or whether or not you control fate. Yes, right. I just think
1: it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I know. Like I mean, Russell Wilson, of course, he would be another guy. I mean, yeah, I don't think God controlled that. I think Daryl Bevel called a really shitty fucking offensive. Play on the fourth and one, and on Super Bowl. It's the, the, the same one thing line.
0: when you get to the interview at the end of the game, and they say, you know, all faith and all that stuff. And right. uh, I don't
1: think Kobe and Michael were like, well, if God wants me to hit this fadeaway, then it'll be. You're I right. think they Jordan were like Jordan and Kobe. They were like, fucking, I'm gonna knock this motherfucker in, and we're gonna win the <laughs> game. Here we go. I, and, and So it's no disrespect. I don't want to say that. I am not religious. I grew up Catholic. I grew up a Catholic in North Jersey where I saw like a bunch of Don Corleones and everything and I lots of things went through my head, okay? Yeah. So I just I don't I don't believe in religion. Has I don't.
0: anyone ever blamed God for a loss?
1: Doesn't never really seem that way.
0: Has there I feel like that clip would be viral where it's like, you know what? God caused yeah, God citizens. really screwed
2: me out there today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I uh I, I think you know what I love the thing that I love about religion is it makes everyone be their best selves because you think somebody's watching you and it gives you a higher power to believe in and all that stuff yeah. sports I kind of just you know the whole I, I just think all of those practices and all the work you did and all your decision making uh, when they come afterwards and they say it is I
1: I just hold myself to th- I try to hold myself to that standard yeah like, I, I, don't, I hope we didn't you know, offend anybody I just I, think we're it's not an trying to and listen my family like my dad my that whole Irish Catholic to the bone. Bum- Like so don't get me wrong. Did your
0: dad go to post game press conferences and say that?
1: No, he did not, but my dad definitely went to mass before the games. Like the Giants had a priest uh on staff, like before Father Moore. That's Did you have
0: one in the NFL?
1: Uh, no, we had some people that might have led us through prayer, yes. like pastures and things like that. But no, like the Giants actually had like a Catholic priest hold mass like maybe five hours before the game.
0: All right, let's get to Sim's film breakdown. He let me go through his notebook. I Ooh. took pictures, yes, pictures. of all his little notes. And this is where I can kind of give you guys the nuggets that Sim sees when he watches film.
1: You didn't see all my what? I didn't. My but, Skins Eagle stuff, I no. guess? No, okay. but
0: let's start off with Oakland, Tennessee. Yeah. And the thing that kind of caught my attention- Right. You think the vaunted Tennessee offensive line might be overrated?
1: Well, I think yes. I do. I first of all, they got their asses handed uh, handed to them in that football game. So uh, I think the first thing we have to take into account: we see the running backs, we see Mariota, right, and we go, Oh, okay, there's a little something there. They should be able to run the football." And then we go, "Oh well, those two tackles, Conklin and Lawan, Oh man, they're they're an unbelievable group." And then you go inside and you go, "Okay." You know, Jones is good the center. I'm not going to say he's great. He's not as good as he was like a few years ago in ben Texas. Jones, ben the Jones one from the Texans. But then like Jay Klein, who did he go to the Eagles at one point? I know he's in New England cuz I was kind of remember making tapes of him. Right. I feel like Klein Josh Klein, it. but Klein Quinton Spain, uh the other guard. Yeah, Clinton, yeah. They're 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 nothing to write home about. I mean, I'm not going to put them in like uh, any special category at all, and when I really broke down that game, yeah, guys like Vander uh, Vanderduz, I don't know how to say his name yet uh, – the the other who's their other big uh, guy in the middle Ellis yes they they had their way with that group they didn't move them they busted through the line a whole lot and screwed up a whole lot of plays so yeah
0: I'm gonna have my eye on that going forward you also wrote down that Mariota has to be more aggressive in the pass game you said that Monday yeah. too okay good uh, you wrote Carl Joseph has been good in coverage yeah Khalil Mack is so good versus the run oh it looks my. like you said he improved almost
1: man I mean I just he he just never loses a battle I mean that like I just said it's Conklin and Luani's he's taken on too and yeah. he's just he's amazing at holding his ground, and then being like, "Oh, get off me! I'm gonna make the tackle." Oh, yeah. I've never seen a guy disengage. People you wrote like him.
0: down, "This is football" with a triple underline. This is
1: football, like Damn. a question mark. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. I I know. I I, I know. He I did. Wait. Give me a second. While you do that, you yep. did
0: say that the Oakland offensive line was unfazed by Dick LeBeau. I just want to make a quick little note here. Dick LeBeau celebrated his 80th birthday on Saturday. Oh. Okay. So no, hard, hold be- on. Hard. So did my grandmom. Right. The fact that Dick LeBeau is the same age as my grandmom and That's is crazy. a defensive coordinator of the NFL. And is able to handle that. My- I
1: wrote trio in football. Trio. Come on, read my fucking
0: handwriting. What did you mean know. by that? Oh, I you meant, meant the Oakland offensive line.
1: Those three inside. It gotcha. might be the best trio in football. Yeah, right? I mean. This is football? This is football? Yeah, but Dick I LeBeau,
0: am- 80 years old. That's freaking unbelievable. That's insane. I don't even I know how was, his I was working. at a party for my grandmom right. with a table of 80-year-old women. Right. And they're sitting around, and I'm going... Dick LeBeau is the same age as these women. <laughs> he He's like 25 years younger than them. And
1: commanding a room and coming oh up God. with game plans.
0: All right, next game, Jacksonville, Houston, yep. Fournette. You want to talk about him. What the hell do you want to say?
1: Um, Holy crap. Really? Yeah, well I think the first thing you have to do is the stats don't really tell you the story. The twenty six for hundred, right? He it a, doesn't
0: seem that impressive.
1: No, I know, because he had a he was he got the short stick of going, Hey, it's third and one, hey, it's second and inches, hey, we're on the goal line and you gotta run the ball in from here. So those all hurt his yards per carry. If you took away some of those short yardage instances, he's like nineteen for a hundred. Did he
0: pick up those first downs? Uh
1: yeah, the majority of them he did, yes. And then he got in on one of those end zone plays, which was tough sledding. I mean how
0: good was the Houston run defense?
1: Uh, the Houston run defense was pretty good. This is how you know Houston was scared of Leonard Fournette. Okay, This is how I always know. Defensive players are scared of a player on offense because when he is running people over and being tackled 12 yards down the field, defensive players are getting up mad and talking crap to him and he's not talking crap at all but they want to let him know like they weren't scared of him and I want to be like, oh you're so fucking scared because he just fucking ran you over and you happen- he happened to trip over you on the way. His quickness his power, like we talked about in the draft, is I've never seen people bounce off a guy more than they bounce off Leonard mm. Fournette. And his ability in that pass game is real. Their nickname, him and Chris Ivory, should be concussion and concussed because that's what you're going to get when you play those two.
0: So do they balance those two out? They're they they they're both just such hard sledgehammer runners. Do you see the Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, Jacksonville? What think, is it going to be? Just run,
1: run, run? I think so. Blake, Bo- Blake Bortles threw the ball pretty well. <gasps> Bike Bortles, this is my oh, no. other thing This is my other thing with Bortles Get him out of the Shotgun He's way better underneath the center. We talked about it a few weeks ago. When he takes a drop and then, like, steps up in it the pocket, auto corrects himself. Plus, when he sits there as of a statue. It's a running backs. It is. Um, but, yeah, th- yes, I think, you know, I put Cam Robinson in my all 22 team because, oh, hey, Left Cam tackle. Robinson, great job. You get to play J.J. Watt and Jadevian Clowney in your first game. Never lost a battle, really, the whole game. Wow. And opened up some holes. It was impressive. How I good was credit. the Jacksonville defense? I mean, it's. I've, is it
0: hard to judge them because the Houston offensive line? line was so beat up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little blown up, but I I mean, they just, yeah, they brought the physicality to the football game.
0: Corners were just all over those receivers. Oh,
1: Boye and Ramsey were everywhere. Like, Hopkins had a few catches, but it was like, you know, a slant, a five-yard out. There was yeah. nothing substantial there.
0: Did Brian Cushing play in that game? He did. So, just so you know, yeah. Jeff Allen and Brian Cushing are not playing against Cincinnati on Thursday. oh shit. Both of those guys. A mm. uh, little left-go field here. Uh, we always talk about the Jaguars playing in London. Right. The London game, I learned, is 20% of the Jaguars' total revenue that they pull in. That's how much money they make off that game. That's why when people go, I don't want to go to London, the owners are going, oh, yeah? Well, I can sell 80,000 tickets at a higher ticket price. 20% of that-
1: Go ahead. I was going
0: to say the only other thing is the Jacksonville Chamber of Commerce president said that they he believes they brought a th- that game has brought a thousand London jobs to the city of Jacksonville. Wow. So here I was bad mouthing it. Not so fast. Not what so else fast. were you going to say? Uh,
1: my other thing, there's Alan Robinson, torn ACL. I'm really sorry. Non-contact injury. Once again, on field turf. That should be our new thing for the season. ACL epidemic. How many happen on field turf compared to mm. grass? Because I bet you the numbers are skewed in a big way.
0: Uh, I got an iTunes comment just about the whole London thing slash expansion. You sounds like I'm from Jensen. London. Best pod to keep me updated down under. I'm an American living in Australia. These guys give me what I need. Keep doing what you're doing. Glad you're three times a week. Interested in your thoughts on NFL expansion. Any chance a lead adds a team in the U.S., or do you think London is the only consideration at the moment? I
1: think London is the big consideration. I don't
0: think there's any more teams coming. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: I bow to my father on this one, but I know my father. I mean, he he knows more people in the league office circle than I would. Uh, but he he really thinks it's just on their radar big time. They're mm. dying to put a team
0: over there. Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah. How do he look? Okay. I mean, the at least at least he could get out of harm's way. Right. Uh, that's the big thing. Uh, made a few nice throws. Uh, the other, I mean, was also shaky at times too. Threw one bad pick. Threw another bad pick that got called back because of a penalty, Um, but they got to go with him. You think Jacksonville's- Why why delay the inevitable? We know they're going to make Deshaun Watson the starter anyways, so he might not be as good as Savage right now. Just fucking do it and move
0: on. Atlanta-Chicago. You wrote down, just for people out there, we saw that big Austin Hooper touchdown. You wrote on that one, the Bears defense was confused right before the snap. They're yeah. just talking to each other and all over the place. I, I,
1: I could pull it up on if you wanted to verify it, both of you guys as you sit here, if you wanted to verify and watch it. But uh, there was tremendous confusion uh, with – Chicago before the snap. So Atlanta's coming to the line of scrimmage and the linebackers and the safeties and the corners are all still in the middle of the field and they're all in like a, it's a clusterfuck. It really is. How much of that was Quentin Demps? Uh, well, Quentin Demps, he did mess up because I thought about you. He was supposed to be the free safety. Matt Ryan looked to the left where it's Julio he, and, he flew. and he went too far. But regardless, one side played man and the other po- side played zone. There was yes. definitely an issue there.
0: Uh, the other two notes there, you wrote, Vic Beasley doesn't start. It's Brookery or Duke Riley.
1: Yeah, I don't think people realize that. Yeah, well, know? he had
0: 14 sacks last year, right? And then you also are 16, however many it was. One is something in the teens. Cusey, I love you guys. <laughs> after the first drive, you wrote the Falcons didn't open up any holes in the running game. No, that's going to be a season-long issue. You
1: think? I think so. It's a, you know, again, it just seems to be a reoccurring theme. Yeah, they got a few. Devonte Freeman really, the majority of his yards came in the first drive of the football game, which is like everybody just getting their feet underneath them for the start of the NFL season. But after that, no, they they dominated the line of scrimmage. Chicago Bears.
0: By the way, I'm calling Tariq Cohen from now on the MENCH. I mensch. love that the MENCH. Perfect. Yeah. Do you he's, know what a mensch is, Chris?
2: Some Jewish phrase. I'm a mensch. That's you're, all you need to know. You're a mensch. Like yeah, what a good, is like it? Like a
0: good boy, a, a good, good human, good boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a good yeah. guy. I've heard my agent say it before. And since he's young, you call young people a mensch. Yep. Young, you a mensch. yep. All right. Next up, Philadelphia. Doesn't Washington. sound like a good phrase. It that's sounds good. like it would be something bad. You wrote Tory Smith. Don't say the word. You wrote Tory Smith is a blank for not trying to recover the fumble. A wimp.
1: Yes. I mean, did you see that on the the, wa- the, the, Nelson, where, the Aguilar Nelson Aguilar backwards throw? What did he do? Well, the ball is loose. I know. I wish you guys could sit here and watch this with me so but we you can react. he didn't dive? I mean, it was worse than Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Wow. I mean, the ball was there, and he kind of was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to jump on it, but other people are going to jump on me, so I'll just let it go.
0: You wrote Washington doesn't have enough size in their D-line? Still don't. Nope. You wrote that Washington was all over the Eagles' passing concepts and that Carson Wentz had to work miracles.
1: Yes, he did. I mean, uh, the D coordinator there, Minuski, right? Am I right? Yeah, Yeah. Greg Minuski. Greg Minuski, great game plan. It really was. Um,
0: Is it scary, though, in in week one when a team knows your game plan?
1: Yes. Well, he was there last year, too, but yes, that's a little scary. It is. You'd think you would have a few new wrinkles to not show your basic stuff and know that a team is... Honed in on your basic stuff from the year before, and you got to have something to play
0: off of that. Make you more confident in Carson.
1: Uh, oh, I'm confident in Carson. You don't have to worry about. It. I, you know, again, Carson Wentz is one of the few quarterbacks in football that you wouldn't have win that game unless you have Carson Wentz. It's great to hear. Uh, and the other thing, wait, I was going to say something before that. Oh, the, the 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 they have more size on the defense, the Redskins, but. You know my thought. Just like we talked about the Raiders D line, just we've talked about Baltimore. Just you talk about the good rushing defenses in football. You got to have some 320s and 330s. Just a collection of them. 302 and 295 ain't big in the NFL.
0: You also wrote that Cousins left a ton on the field. And I actually have a question about this, too. Um,. Uh, uh, Andrew Corpin. Can you take us through Cousins Week 1? So far he doesn't look good. A lot of overthrows and flat-footed. I don't yeah. know if I'm on point. I also am not just saying that because I'm a Giants fan. I love my co- quarterback. Is Andrew on point
1: though? I think you are on point, Andrew. I think it's a very good evaluation. Yes, I mean uh, first of all, the interception when they're down in the red zone. He's throwing off his back foot and the ball sails over the hide. I think, what was it? Jalen Mills got the interception, maybe? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. In the red zone, it was. But that was a touchdown. I mean, uh, Jamison Crowder's going to walk-in touchdown, no doubt about it. Um, then,
0: how much of that is Kirk Cousins not being good, and how much of that is him not having Shaw McVay?
1: Well, no, this is a case where it's him not being good. Like, he missed some throws in the football game. This is where I don't understand, and I want to dive into this for two seconds. Um... Uh, Terrell Pryor, who's an alpha male and totally accountable himself, right? He comes out and says, "I need to be better." I watched the game. He dropped one fucking pass. The other pass, he dropped the touchdown, right? But it, it was, was going, a holding, call. A holding, so it wouldn't count counted. Yeah, he dropped another like skinny post. Other than that, he was open down the field for two bombs that Cousins didn't hit him on. They left about 120 yards on the field just with those two plays. There was another one of the first third downs of the game. One of your LBs had the almost had the interception. Remember, like the yes. first drive. Nah, Jay good. Ter- Terrell Pryor was open for 9 seconds and Cousins took forever to throw him the ball. Do you think that gets fixed? Well, I hate. this is what I hate. This is my point is that he says it and then Jay Gruden goes, "Yeah, he needs to be better." And now the whole national media goes, "Oh, they missed Deshaun Watson. Ter- Deshaun Jackson, sorry. Terrell Pryor is better than Deshaun Jackson." Okay? I'm no I know that's a crazy take and people might not be able to swallow that yet until yeah. they see the numbers, but uh he is a good player, and my point to that is, squeaky wheels get oiled in the NFL. See, as soon as he shows a little accountability, the coaches jump on it. Mm. Yep, you're right. It was you didn't play better. That's good. Squeaky wheels get oiled. Squeaky wheels get oiled in the NFL. This they, is they. A- they always talk about like be the good guy, but the guy that's the biggest asshole in the locker room gets treated the best by the coaches.
0: Crazy out of left field stat here. Yeah, Zach Ertz has played 62 games. Right. Zach Ertz has 255 catches. For two thousand nine hundred and thirty-three yards, he has one less catch than Tony Gonzalez through sixty-two games, and he has twenty-two less yards. So he's right there with Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, he has seven more catches than Jason Witten and two hundred more yards through sixty-two games. He's on Hall of Fame pace, and it doesn't make any sense. That's interesting, isn't yeah. that? It's a different game. It is a different game. But he's but a Tony, good player. But Tony Gonzalez was always putting up big numbers. I thought yes, and I think. In their in
1: their prime, like Tony wasn't a great but, but Witten is a great blocker still to this day. In his prime, Gonzalez was a pretty darn good blocker. Ertz is less than average as a blocker.
0: Pittsburgh, Cleveland, you wrote that Greg Williams kept Ben uncomfortable. Yes. And that you wrote that the Browns' front seven actually won the battles with the Steelers' offensive line, so the Steelers just spread them out.
1: They did. They just said, you know what, the hell with it. Their secondary is not that talented. Were the Steelers good? The Steelers, the defense was very good. Okay. So you didn't get to read the rest of my notes from their offense because I was just starting on that when you came in. Uh, Kaiser was not as good as I thought he was when just – kind of watching the game loosely on Sunday. Yes. When I broke the film out, he missed some big completions. He needs to get a pitching wedge, okay? Everything's 100-mile-per-hour fastball. There's no touch on any of his throws. He missed Duke Johnson for a huge, two huge plays. He missed another receiver down the right sideline at one point that would have yeah. been a touchdown. He threw it out of bounds. You're still confident um,
0: in the Pittsburgh Steelers, though?
1: I, I am. Greatest thing they did, of course – they're missing their best player now with Tewitt, who sounds like he's going to be okay. Apparently
0: he's going to play with a torn bicep.
1: Yeah, what you can do. I have a torn bicep on my right. I have a hole right here. I could show it to you. Yeah, but, so right. you can do maybe it. Maybe later. As yeah. long as Science it's not Project. bad. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you don't want to get all the tendons. Um, but the them getting Tyson Oluolu, mm. because at least they're not like starved at the position if he's hurt. Is T.J. Watt that good? T.J. Watt was a little overrated, but he's still good. Okay. Baltimore Cincy. Yes. Any,
0: give me one big thing you took from there that maybe people are getting wrong.
1: Uh uh, that that game was a little misleading. Um, Baltimore certainly won the battle in the war. Don't get me wrong. Still
0: feeling really confident on them.
1: I yes, I am. I definitely am. But what about since but since he, since he's still a solid football team. I just think interception in the end zone, uh, sack fumble in the red zone, uh, interception in field goal territory. I think yeah. the game was a little closer than maybe looked. I, th- I think
0: I'm going to bet a lot on the, the them against the Bengals. Yeah. Only I thing think- I
1: worry about them is their. Being line. run in the, and even being run on in the interior part of their defense. Oh, Left right. goes locks Just a
0: little. Left goes. Oh, fucking! <laughs> I <eight>. uh, <laughs> want to give a shout out to James and his friend Nathan Brodeur. Apparently, a huge fan has listened to every single episode. You guys are great. Thanks, guys. This is a little nugget for you. Justin Khalil hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Chris, back in the 2007 Bucks season, right. you used to sit down for lunch often with Mike Allstott and a security guard. His name was P.J. Khalil. Yeah. Is there any chance that you remember him?
1: I do, yeah. Uh, I, I, P.J., I did not know remember his last name being Khalil. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I, I, um, I always feel like it's the quarterback's job to unite the organization to a degree, right? Mm. And have good quarterback, like you've heard with Derek Carr and Brady uh, and a lot of them, that they keep the equipment guys. Yeah. Hey, this is the guy. This is the face of our franchise. So, so
0: apparently this was his son, and he just wanted to see if you remembered. That's cool, yeah. No, that was
1: a special facility, a special place uh they have awesome fans down there and Allstop was like me he was the same guy he was going to show like the hard working everyday guy for a sure. little love and we had a great facility you come in hang out and eat some food
2: what a better answer than gronk gave oh yeah old film cutting Sims I remember him <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy cutting the film right that's
0: awesome uh, yeah. all right let's get to iTunes comments we're right on yeah, pace with a strict schedule I here, know, Josh yeah. uh, as always hit us up with an iTunes comments a five star review five stars guarantee that we will read it on the podcast I collect them I print them out and I read them I've been trying to work them in throughout the show let's start off with a positive one Horn Star Design best podcast ever these guys are truly the best commentary is far above the rest Sims is the ultimate white Boy Supreme with the light switch language. Lefko is one of the most knowledgeable NFL buffs that's not an ex player and producer boy. Well, let's just say he's the friend that you have to keep around to make fun of and help everyone through crap. <laughs> Thanks, these guys man. are great. Anyone <laughs> says different doesn't rate five stars. You don't want to be around them, anyways, at all. Thank you very much. uh This one, another positive one the Alpha and Omega of Football podcast. <laughs> Love football. Want some deep dives? You got to check these guys out. Uh, I've been listening for over two years. I've learned so much. Um Sims really knows how to break things down. Lefko brings great questions and out of Lefko field nuggets to the table every episode. A, a theme here. Punching bag Josh Fendrick hey, adds hey. a great element to the show when he decides to show up.
1: Oh, wow. I wanna Yeah, yeah. Mostly eat by getting
0: shit on. If you like Ruckers, you might like him. Maybe you guys are the best. Are you?
1: I wanna, I'm dying. I want Fendrick's seat to be next to me when we do this because I want to be able to randomly hit him and punch him We're and do that next
0: him. week. Good. This one is great. CLS58. Love this podcast. My husband turned me on this podcast. I've been living religiously for a while. I anxiously await each new episode. As a lifelong Giants fan, I wear my vintage number 11 jersey on game days. Phil I l- Sims? I love Chris Sims. <laughs> Thank you. Wrote. Thank you. The interplay between Sims and Lefko is terrific. By the way, Phil Sims should be definitely in the hall of Fame now, especially now that Kurt Warner was elected, just saying.
1: I will agree with that and second that. Thank you for the support for Big Phil, Big
0: PMS. 1-1. Rich Mulliken, a man among boys. (laughs) Guys, I've been listening since single digit podcasts back when you showed up on the TeamStream app, now the BR app. (laughs) Go ahead and download in the App Store. (laughs) uh viva survivor boy minus the meetings i recently <laughs> interned at nasa in houston and i got my co-workers in on the fun over the summer so apparently people at nasa are living to us. That's good. i love it it's good and apparently people calling sims a space cadet yes. now i mean something y'all break it down just about as rocket sciencey as it gets question for Sims:
1: we believe in science here
0: you always talk about viewing the games through the eyes of an analyst or a new york a new england patriots whipping boy Yet being a head coach is another level. Yeah. While you can see the defensive and offensive genius, like Shanahan, how would you self-scout yourself if you were put in charge of a team as a head coach or forced to call plays on either side of the ball? How has an analyst help you prepared for that?
1: Oh, uh, okay. I think that my analyst uh, and, of course, my whipping boy experience in New England um I, I, and you, I think you could attest to this. I can see the broad picture of the game pretty quick, and I feel like that could help me. But my analyst, you know, you have to sit there sometimes and you're announcing a game. Uh, you know, you're paying attention to the situation in the football game because the producer might be like, hey, you got to explain the situation. What should they do? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, I was always very aware to go, as I'm sitting there with the microphone going, all right, who's coming in and out of the game? Who's going out of the game? Okay, it's this personnel. Let me look at the clock, the situation. And I think that is that could help me for mm. sure. But it is different when you're on the field at field uh, level as compared so much to 50 afterwards. rows. right, Or uh, up high when you can see it all.
0: Let me do some self-scouting here. This is from JK2C, Dream Scheme. You guys are doing incredible work. I only got into football a few years ago. This podcast got me up to speed. I love the player's first attitude, environment-conscious anger old witty and, and high mish banter. I don't know what that word is. Himish? Himish? Himish, maybe? They also said that, just want to put this out there, I want to do a correction, the light was actually produced by Jay Dilla, not Kanye, so I apologize. Good to know. I got that one wrong, but the question was, if you could pair one quarterback with one coach, coordinator, or scheme that's never worked together, what would your combo be?
2: Okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. So, one quarterback, coach, combo, scheme. So, like, one quarterback and
0: one coach, who would it be? The quarterback has to be Rodgers, right? Of course it's
1: Rodgers. I mean,
0: I'm such a homer.
2: is it Rodgers
0: and McDaniels or Rodgers and Shanahan? Oh, or, or Rodgers and, and Peyton. Belichick. Or yeah. Or could
2: it be an all-timer? Could it be like, can uh, I go like, like an old coach? Yeah. G- yeah. Rodgers no, like, and Bill Walsh. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I think I would go...
0: Or Peyton and, and Bill Belichick.
1: I would go with Rodgers and Shanahan.
0: That's your one. Yeah, right now, that yes. If Homer. I had to go
1: right now, yes. Um... I mean, that would be an unbelievable combination because uh, if I was going to be self-critical of Kyle, too, here, this is I'm capable of doing this to my best friend, Yeah, uh, is that Kyle's his play-action pass game is better than anybody in football, has been for a number of years. Yes, That's something Rodgers has never really had the benefit of doing, so that would be amazing to see that work. And if I would say there was one weakness to Kyle's offense, I would say his drop-back pass game maybe not as in-depth as a McDaniels or a Sean Payton, and I think Rodgers could help Kyle in that area.
0: I'm going Belichick and Elway. Ooh, that would be a good one. That would one, just too. be fun. Cool. I thought El, uh, Belichick and Favre would be funny because he would get so frustrated. Oh, that all would, the never time. It it would never work. It would never work, but no. that's why it would be great. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorite ones. Two types of people one, winners. Two, people that don't subscribe to this podcast. Uh, this is from Mauer11. Love you. Before uh, being from the greatest city ever, Philadelphia, I'm going to describe how this podcast is the only appropriate way I know how. You guys are like a Philly cheesesteak. Lefko is the role. Lays the foundation that holds the conversation an underrated component and asks key questions to keep it going. Sims is the steak and cheese, everyone's favorite part. He gives the insights you wouldn't hear otherwise. Josh is like the fried onions. Sometimes you are there, sometimes you are not.
2: That's <laughs> awesome. It's perfect.
0: He said he appreciates uh, the honesty and all that. He goes on to say that he worked in the NFL, and he sees an overhyping of combine scores. Mm-hmm. Sims, how much merit do you put in the combine, and how accurate is it actually? Lefko, thanks for the LinkedIn ad.
1: Okay, so uh, it's not always accurate. I think the thing that I, I take the most out of the combine is... I love to – that's where I really find my gems sometimes. Like when I tell you a Carl Lawson or some Who's of those who been amazing guys. for the Bengals right, thus far. Right, because that, what happens there is – They might not be on the normal everyday radar of like getting all the pub, but all of a sudden they go to the combine and I go, Oh, wow, look at his picture with his shirt off. Mm. He looks amazing. Yes. And
0: then. Oh, he's 6'2, 255 and ran like a 4'6, Right.
1: So that will make me go, I just got to watch him just because of the numbers part alone.
0: I'm realizing this right now. There's two things that happen at the combine the Cooper Cups and the Jarvis Landrys that won really shitty times, but are incredible tape. They're still going to be good. Yes. Guys that have inconsistent tape but are studs, they have a chance, to, have be a good chance too. to be good too. The right. combine is not an indicator, just like statistics and film always isn't an indicator. Right. But if you have good film but you're not athletic, like a Scooby Wright or something like that, right. you're not gonna translate. Yes. But Carl Lawson makes you go back and watch the film and go, wow, this kid pops.
1: Yes, exactly right. Yeah, it does. Because, again, especially this day and age in college football, people probably look at Carl Lawson and say, oh, he doesn't have that many sacks. He can't be that good. Well, the, like college football, everybody throws the ball in like 1.2 seconds now because they throw 95 screens a game. You know Jay what I mean?
0: Bentley 8, Best Football Podcast, asking for advice if you're going to broadcasting school. I kind of went into this last week. Do internships, uh, really continue to work hard, consume as much information as possible, and write all the time. And don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask for advice, mm-hmm. and they will give it to you. Another advice one, we have two left. Jell Darb, hitting the nail on the head. Wanted to give you guys a quick shout-out. The pod is awesome. I actually feel like I know more about football than I do. Two questions. First advice to getting to working in sports like an ad- athletic administration. Mm. What do you think? Network.
2: Go. Yeah. Ahead go to colleges, go to games, talk to sports information directors. Yeah, there are right. so many people that work in those, uh, in the administrations of athletic departments. you, you got to get in. You
0: think broadcasters want to give advice. Those people oh, would yeah. love to give advice. And you can, you're you going to have to sacrifice your time and intern at some of those places. Yes. But that's a long road. Just be prepared for it. Broadcasting and that shit is hard. Like, I think we all look at each other and go, we know we kind of got lucky for this all to work out. Definitely. The other one question, Sims, is he's a Colts fan. Your right. power rankings hurt. I know. I'm sorry. What changes do they need to make to be competitive again is a coaching change necessary are they in rebuild mode where do we go from here
1: yeah i uh so i on my like pro football talk thing
0: you you always keep saying they're not the least talented team in the nfl no
1: i think like if you realistically were like they're the 24th or 25th roster in football probably but they have the 70th best quarterback and that leads to you being the 32nd team in football because it's an important position
0: are they rebuilding
1: they are rebuilding. Certainly, are they in
0: a good stage of rebuilding?
1: New GM, yes. They have some of the core principles. You got the quarterback, the offensive lines going in the right direction. They got a little size on the defensive front. I think Chuck Pagano will be the first guy fired this year at the coaching position. I think so, I do. Too. You know, it's just one of those things where they got the new GM and Ballard, and now you go, okay, you know. I Chuck Pagano. I feel bad for him because he got the short straw because he got stuck with Ryan Gregson for a few yes. years. I think he's a little better coach than people have given him credit for. But now the wheels have fallen off and he's probably in trouble. So
0: they have the right pieces. They're just kind they to keep getting more. They need a, their quarterback healthy,
1: right? And they need they need like a few difference makers on like Vonte Like their secondary is just not good without Vontae. How's T.J. Green doing? You know, okay, not, not great, not as good as I thought. No, he's a little stiff and. You know, it makes me think his brain... How about Malik
0: Hooker? Is he playing?
1: Uh, Malik Cooker, you know what? I got to go back and look at that all the way because I have not watched that film yet, so I can't give you those answers. I think he answers. actually
0: was starting on the pupper. I have to make sure.
1: I, I I did not watch the film yet, so I can speak Last one is
0: South Park Kelly. This is a commentary. Best commentary period should be called LifeCast. Right. Your perspective is never, ever being touched Hooker on. Hooker played
1: by. in the preseason just before he goes. I mean, he played in the Do preseason. Yes, he did. Okay. But go back to the start of that. Redevelop uh, and start.
0: The, uh, we touch on things that the mainstream media never does. Our insight on players and owners is unique. Not afraid. Try this one on for size. Why can't anyone bring up the national anthem protest without bringing up the military? I don't think they're the same. If we disbanded our military like Costa Rica, we would still have a national anthem. The anthem itself was not even made in in our national anthem until 1930. I think it's weird, or I think it's a sleight of hand to conflate the anthem with the military. The more important association should be the anthem with our rights as citizens, and that is what the protests are truly what it's all about. Keep up the good work, guys.
1: Yeah, agree with that statement altogether, and I think what you're going to see now Every week, and I think you're going to see it on. Prime no one's Time.
0: protesting the anthem anymore.
1: No, you're going to see this every week. This is the new thing. I think that's going to happen. What is it? The, and I've heard this from some TV people. Right? Okay, They're, the Cleveland Browns. What they did.
0: Yes, that's everybody. That's Running out with the military, the police officers, and the then sheriffs. on the
1: big board before the game, the players got to speak their mind a little bit or had a prepared statement to say what's concerning them in the country. I think, like, that's
0: amazing.
2: I think you're going to see, you see that. That's fantastic. you guys argued for teams. that the whole time yes. because you said, How could Colin Kaepernick get his message yeah. across better? Well, you know what? So that I means sixty to
0: 70,000 people every week get to listen. hear a message right. and then come together and stand for the anthem together. Yeah. That's what this has been about. Yes. It's not about right or wrong, it's about coming together. And if you get them together, Fuck yeah, Cleveland.
2: Fuck yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, good job by Cleveland. Great
0: job. Hit us up on iTunes five star review. We are doing our big picks on the podcast that comes out on Friday, so enjoy it. Uh, Hopefully we can do better than last week. Sims will be in the studio with me on Sunday watching all the games, Yeah, and after five minutes he will yell at me to shut the fuck
2: up. I'm very (laughs) excited. Uh,
0: I think this is a good podcast. I enjoyed it. Episode 131 is in the books for Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. I want everyone out there to enjoy week two of the NFL. I hope your teams do well. We will be back with our picks on the next episode. Love you guys.